Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. And in this installment of Walking Our Way Through the Bible, we come to Genesis chapter 18. So let's begin in Genesis chapter 18, starting in verse 1. The Lord appeared to Abraham at the oak, oaks of Mamre, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day. He looked up and he saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them, bowed to the ground, and said, My Lord, if I have found favor with you, please do not go on past your servant. Let a little water be brought, that you may wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will bring a bit of bread so that you may strengthen yourselves. This is why you have passed your servant's way. Later you can continue on. Yes, they replied, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, knead three measures of fine flour and make bread. Abraham ran to the herd and got a tender, choice calf. He gave it to a young man who hurried to prepare it. And Abraham took curds and milk, as well as the calf that he had prepared, and set them before the men. He served them as they ate under the tree. Where is your wife Sarah? they asked him. There, in the tent, he answered. The Lord said, I will certainly come back to you in about a year's time, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent behind him. Abraham and Sarah were old and getting in on in years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing, so she laughed to herself. After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I have delight? But the Lord asked Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Can I really have a baby when I am old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? At the appointed time I will come back to you. In about a year she will have a son. Sarah denied it. I did not laugh, she said, because she was afraid. But he replied, No, you did laugh. The men got up from there and looked out over Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to see them off. Then the Lord said, Should I hide what I am about to do from Abraham? Abraham is to become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him, so that he will command his children and his house after him to keep the way of the Lord, by doing what is right and just. This is how the Lord will fulfill to Abraham what he promised him. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is immense, and their sin extremely serious. I will go down to see if what they have done justifies the cry that has come up to me. If not, I will find out. The men turned from there and went toward Sodom, while Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Abraham stepped forward and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are fifty righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away instead of sparing the place for the sake of the fifty righteous people who are in it? You could not possibly do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. You could not possibly do that. Won't the judge of the whole earth do what is just? The Lord said, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham answered, Since I have ventured to speak to my Lord, even though I am dust and ashes, suppose the fifty righteous lack five. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? He replied, I will not destroy it, if I find forty-five there. Then he spoke to him again, Suppose forty are found there. He answered, I will not do it, on account of forty. Then he said, Let my Lord not be angry, and I will speak further. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Then he said, Since I have ventured to speak to my Lord, suppose twenty are found there. He replied, I will not destroy it on account of twenty. Then he said, Let my Lord not be angry, and I will speak one more time. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, I will not destroy it on account of ten. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he departed, and Abraham returned to his place.
When we read Genesis chapter 18, there's, there's two things that are really important to note and really help form our understanding of who God is and how he works in the world. So the first one that we see is in the beginning, in, math, in Genesis chapter 18, we see that Abraham is visited by the Lord and the, these other visitors. So typically it's interpreted that it's the Lord and angels, um, but we know that it's the Lord and then these kind of divine ministers that are coming with, with Jesus. So most likely angels or messengers from heaven or something like that, but uh, it's not super clear, but that's the picture that we get in Genesis chapter 18 and further on. And we see that Abraham prepares for them curds and milk as well as the calf that he had prepared in Genesis chapter 18, verse 8. And then he goes and he serves it with them. So he serves them the milk and the curds and the calf and all that other stuff. Now, this is an easy detail to to pass over, but it's really important because as we go further on, we'll see that in the Mosaic Law later on in the Old Testament, it's eventually going to be forbidden to eat uh, milk and meat or milk and something that produces milk uh, at the same time. So that would be considered unclean. It would have been like an unclean food and against the dietary restrictions of the Mosaic law, the law that was given to Moses. Now, this is really important to note because clearly it's not a sin to eat curds and milk because Abraham makes it for the Lord and his angels and they eat it. Right? Well, the Lord wouldn't have eaten it if it was a sin. And this helps us understand a little bit how in the New Testament we see that Jesus, without eradicating the law, makes it where some of the Old Testament laws no longer apply, especially the cleanliness laws and the ritual holiness laws um, no longer apply for, for Christians, people who are following after Christ. And that's because the, the laws of Moses were never intended and never worked or functioned as a standard for righteousness, an eternal standard for righteousness. You see, Abraham here broke the dietary law because this is before the law of Moses was given, and yet he is still righteous before God. God eats the food, the dairy and the meat together, and he is still righteous, obviously, or else he wouldn't be God. And so this kind of helps us understand that the law of Moses is a temporary law that was given for a specific people in a specific place to preserve their relationship with God, right? And it served that purpose for a time. But um, when people ask, okay, well, how come we don't follow all the laws in the Old Testament? That's, uh, that's, this helps them make that a little bit clearer because not all the laws in the Old Testament, especially the cleanliness and ritual holiness laws in the Old Testament, were not intended ever to be eternal commandments because they never functioned in that manner. Another important thing to note is the, the conversation that Abraham has with God. And you see that he uses some pretty bold words with God. If we look in Matt, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 24, he says, What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away instead of sparing the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people who are in it? You could not possibly do such a thing. To kill the righteous with the wicked treating the righteous and the wicked alike, you could not possibly do that. Won't the judge of the whole earth do what is just? And one of the amazing things that we see about the God of the Bible and the God that we worship as Christians is that he is not threatened by us seeking to understand him more. That's what Abraham is doing here. He's saying, 
God, I know that you're righteous, that you're the judge of the whole world, but it seems unjust for you to destroy the city with the righteous still in it. And God lets him work through this. He answers his questions and he's patient with him. Even as Abraham slowly counts down the number of the righteous to see how just God really is. And we're going to face times in our relationship with God when we question his activity in the world or we question what we read in the Bible and try to compare that with what we know is right and what we know about God. And he gives us that room to wrestle because when we wrestle with God to seek to understand him, the purpose is not to break down the image of God or or destroy faith in God, but it's to seek to understand him more so we can love him more rightly and more closely follow the truth that he's revealed. So I hope that this has blessed you as you seek to understand Genesis chapter 18 and the rest of the Bible. And I pray that in all things, God's name will be glorified and his will be done.